Well, I'm on a series this month on the joy of dis uh, or discovering the joy of God's will. And you know, there's joy in God's will, believe it or not. And you can you can be a happy Christian. You don't have to be a sad Christian. And you can be a joyful Christian. Amen. And um, and I think sometimes we think and we look at people and we study some people and some people think that, you know, if you're a Christian, you're going to have you're going to live like Job. You're going to be under, you know, you're going to have a Job ministry. But like I always say, Job, um, the, his his agony that he went through, they say that he went through his agony um, for about nine months, but he never went back into it. And I'm going to say this, some of us might be going through some agony this morning, this month, this year, but I'm, I'm going to say this to you today, that you're going through it. Amen? And you're not just going through it by yourself, you're going through it with the Lord, and you're going to the other side. Do you believe that today? And so, um, and so God's will, really, uh, for our lives is a journey. And we need to remember that. We're not, you know, you're not in a sprint. Praise God. In other words, you know, some of us are trying to do the will of God and get it done in a week. No, it, it's, it's, a, it's a journey. It's a marathon race. And, uh, you know, and, and we have to continue to move. And some of us need to pace ourselves because, you know, you can burn yourself out in trying to do the will of God. Amen. Amen. And uh, so it, it, is a, it is a journey. And, uh, and so we need uh, we really need to enjoy the journey. Look at your neighbor and say, enjoy the journey. Enjoy. Amen. You know, it's just like, you know, some of you might have kids and you ever go on a trip with, with children and uh, you might be going to grandma's house. And what, what do, do kids normally say in the back seat when you're driving? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? When are we going to get there? You know, and, you're like, and you just started, I mean, you've only been on the road 10 minutes. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Are we there yet? And, uh, and uh, so, you know, that's the way we are sometimes in our walk with, with God. We're like, God, am I there yet? No, we're in a process. We're, we're not going to be there until we're there. Amen. Fully there. Amen. But we can be in what I call is the place called there. And I talked about this the first, uh, on the first message, is that we have some people that, that they, they're indifferent about the will of God. Jesus is their Savior, but, but Jesus isn't really their Lord. In other words, they have Jesus for fire insurance. Do you know what I'm saying? But they're not really following Jesus. Hello. So these are people that don't really, they don't really care about doing the will of God. Then you have other people that... That, that, that are afraid that they miss the will of God and they're always, you know, thinking, am I in the will of God? And uh, they're always looking to be, and, they're, and sometimes they, they, they look at, you know, if, if, they're, if they don't feel saved or if they don't feel right, then they may not be in the will of God. But that may not be true. Amen? There's lots of days you can wake up and not feel saved. Is there anybody in there like this? Did you wake up this morning not feeling saved? Not feeling like being a Christian? Amen? But you are in the will of God if you receive Jesus. And we talked about this last week, that really God's will for us uh, is that God wants everybody saved. Amen? God wants everybody filled with the Spirit of God. God wants, his, God wants he, he desires believers to be in a local church so they can grow. Amen? Uh, God, 
you know, his will for us is to bear fruit. Amen? To be fruit bearers. His will for us. And, and the key is, it, it's more than just going and doing and having. Uh, it, it, it's being. Uh, we have to uh, uh, be what God called us to be. He's called us to be sons and daughters of the Most High. And a lot of times what we do in, in our walk with Christ, we measure out if we're a child of God, whether if not we're prospering or we're not prospering, or it seems like we're not prospering. If we have money in the bank or if we don't have money in the bank. And we, and we you know, define who we are by, a lot of times by our financial status or, or by how healed we are, if, how healthy we are. We define who we are by that. But really, we need to define who we are by what God says that we are. Amen. Amen. We shouldn't even define who we are by if it seems like we're losing. Because really, if you're a Christian and you're endeavoring to follow God, you never lose. Amen. Now, we're constantly learning. Amen. And you got to learn, you know, through any kind of failures, any kind of weaknesses, anything that you go through, you're, you're if you learn something from it, then you're not losing. Amen. You're winning. Amen. And so it's constantly we're learning and we're adapting and we're growing. Somebody say, I'm growing. I am growing. So we attend, we, we tend to connect our, you know, uh, our identity in, in where we're at. We, we tend to connect our identity and our health. And, and what we tend to do is it, what the enemy will try to do in our flesh will try to get us to try to move into a different location. And maybe that would be a better place for us if we, if we change jobs or if we change locations or if we, if we get a new spouse, we'll be better. Anybody know what I'm talking about? If maybe I just need a new church. Maybe this church isn't doing it for me anymore. No, you, the problem is, is that you haven't learned to adapt to where you're at. And you haven't learned to be uh, content in the state that you're in. And you know what? The Apostle Paul said he had learned. In other words, you have to learn. Amen. It doesn't come by praying. Oh, pastor, that, man, I, I thought I could pray. No, it comes from learning. You have to learn to walk with God. You have to learn to walk in faith. You have to learn to walk in love. You have to learn. It's something that you have to learn to do. It's amen. not something that comes automatic. That's right. amen. Can I get an amen here? Amen. And so, so we don't want to connect our identity to, um, to getting something new. You may say, is it the will of God for me to buy a new house? Well, if, if buying a new house... Makes, makes you feel better about who you are, then it's probably not God's will. If, if that new house is going to make you who you think you are, then, then you probably don't need a new house because you're already a winner in God's book. Amen. Amen. Uh, you know, I used to think, man, if I had a bigger church, I would really feel better about being a pastor. But that's not really true. Amen. Amen. And we, what we do is we look at what other people have. And we think what they have is so great that that's what we should have. No, God, God has, listen, we don't need to be looking at what other people have because it's just going to depress us. Right. We need to be thankful for what we got. Amen. Amen. And, and a lot of times we're not thankful and grateful for what we have. Amen. And so, and so uh, you know, the will of God is meant to be known. And, and God, and, and of course, his word is his will. If you, know, if you know what his word says, then you'll know what his will says. And so a lot of times what we're going on is traditions of men 
instead of the Word of God in determining the will of God for our lives. And if, if we're going with traditions, like I said, if traditions would say God makes it, you know, people sick and God heals some people, God doesn't heal some people. Well, that's a tradition of men. God heals all who wants to be healed. Amen. Thank you for that. Amen. But you say, but I'm not healed. Well, you, you're in a process of healing. You're in a process of receiving. Well, you know, it's never, it's never, listen, on God's end, God's, God's not missing it. It's not in, in God delivering what we're believing him for. It's, it's in us. It's in the receptors. It's in us receiving. And we just need to learn to receive. And, and that's the key. We, we, we receive. We believe we have it before we see it. That's faith. That's faith 101. Believing that you have it before you see it. And if you believe that you have it before you see it, you will see it. Amen. And so listen, um, God's will is known and should be known and understood. Colossians 1, 9 and 10. Let's look at this. It says, for this reason, Colossians uh, chapter 1, verses 9 and 10, New King James Version. I know I'm, I'm pretty fast here. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you. And to ask you that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So he's saying that we, we should be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That, and, and when we are filled with the, with, with the knowledge of his will and spiritual understanding, we will, it says that we may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. So notice this. It says that as we seek God, God reveals to us his will to us. And as, as, our, as his will is known to us, we'll walk worthy of the Lord and we will be pleasing him. Amen. And we'll be fruitful in every good work and we will increase in the knowledge of God. Amen. And so, and so here, God uh, you know, you know, I, his, you know, we're his sheep. He's, our, you know, we're called his sheep. And, and the Bible says that we hear his voice and a stranger's voice we will not listen to or follow. And so really, if you're endeavoring to be led by God uh, and you have a desire to do something and you are in, and it's not sin, then that's probably God leading you to do that. Amen. Amen? Uh, so anyway, it's like this. You know, I had a desire to go to Bible school. Well, I'm sure that wasn't the devil putting that in me. Now, if I had a desire to go to the strip club, that might be a little different. You hear what I'm saying? I could probably challenge that desire. But if I have a desire to do something that's godly, it's probably God in it. Not, now, not all the time. I mean, we may have a desire to witness to somebody, but there's times where we, we need to be led by the Spirit to witness to people. There's times that we don't want, need to witness to people. Amen. It may push them further away from God. Right. And so we have, to be, we have to learn to be led by the Spirit of God. And that was in my last teaching about being led by the Spirit of God. Let's look at Ephesians 5, 14 through 21. And it says this way. Now, this is under the caption of uh, God's will is known and understood. It's, here it says here in Ephesians 5, 14, 21, it says, Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep and arise from the dead. Now, he's talking to believers. He's saying to believers, he's saying, awake 
you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what is the will of the Lord, or, or what the will of the Lord is. And so he's saying here, he's saying here there's some Christians that are asleep. He's saying there are some Christians that they don't realize that, that, that they're here and we're here. You as a Christian, we're here. We're, we are on assignment. Look at your neighbor and say, you're on assignment. Amen. And so you are on an assignment. You're not just here just for you and your family, uh, uh, us four and no more. It's not just for you just to prosper. No, no, you are on an assignment. You, you're here to be a witness for God. You're here to expand the kingdom of God. You're here to help bring people into the kingdom of God. You have a mission. And we don't want to forget that. And some Christians, they, they get caught up in their own life, what they're doing and their own goals, that they're not focused on really the main mission. Yes, we can have goals and we can what we can... We have desires to obtain some things, but in our goals, we should always keep the mission in mind. In other words, we should all, in, in us uh, striving to, to do some things in this life, we should always have the mission of the kingdom in mind. Amen. The kingdom of God should always be in the, in, the, in the overall picture of us pursuing goals in our lives. Amen? Amen? And when we pursue these goals, it always should be for the glory of God. Amen. Not for our own glory. Amen. And so, you know, yes, see, God's, God desires you to have a, you know, a blessed house and a blessed car and nice clothes. You know, he, he's not, he's El Shaddai. He's, he's the God of more than enough. He's not El Cheapo. You know, he, he wants you to have nice things. But, but use those nice things as a platform to be a witness for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And as we have these things and, and, and as you re start receiving things, because if you run after God and God is your priority, he's your center, then when things come to you, when, when you start acquiring things, those things won't have you. Amen. You'll still be the same person. Yes. Amen. If you're making a million dollars a year or if you're making... $10,000 a year, you should still be the same person. If you're generous at making $10,000 a year, you'll be generous at making a million dollars a year. If you're, a, if you're tightwad and you don't give and you're selfish at $10,000, you'll be selfish at a million. Pastor, you, you hurt me so good. <laughs> the truth hurts, right? So listen, you got you, 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 you to... You've got to be the church. What I'm talking about is that, that if you, who God, God tells you, if you are who God says that you are, and you start meditating on these things, then when things come into your life, it won't change who you are. Amen. Amen. And so we're talking here uh, about keys. Now, now here, it says, awake you who sleep. So some of us are asleep. And it says that, that, that the, the days are evil. And so the enemy's trying to sweep a lot of us into and lull us into sleep. 
making us realize that, that, in other words, we get so caught up in our own life, we forget that, that we are moving towards a kingdom. Amen? That your, your home is not this world. Don't fall so much in love with this world. Amen. No, we need to fall in love with Jesus. We need to fall in love with what Jesus has for us. Praise God. Yes, God has given us all things to enjoy, but don't don't take it out of con. Don't don't take this out of context. Yes, we're supposed to enjoy it, but don't make those things your God. Don't make it. Hey, you know, the new iPhone is coming out. Anybody know that? Anybody ever? The new iPhone's coming out. And every year I used to think I got to have a new iPhone. I gotta have a new iPhone. If I don't have a new iPhone, I won't be the the, the, the sharpest pastor in town. I gotta have. The, I don't think like that anymore. This is good enough for me right now. I don't have to have the new iPhone. But I think my wife did put the order in. No, I'm kidding. I don't have to. I, to 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 define who I am. I don't have to have uh, thousands of people in my congregation to define who I am. The crowd doesn't define me. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? God defines me. The crowd did not define Jesus. Jesus, you know, he was he was preaching one day and he was preaching to and all these people were around, not just his 12 disciples, but he had an entourage of people that followed him all over the place. And he had perhaps hundreds of people. And Jesus started preaching this message on on drinking my, his blood and eating his flesh, you know, that type of message. It sounded like cannibalism. And, uh, and people were like, my God. Even the disciples had issues with that. My God, where is he going with this? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And it said, the, 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 the Bible said that there were lots of people following. When they heard Jesus saying that, they said, we're out of here. We're, you know, we're out of here. And, they, and it said that everybody that was standing around, except for the 12 disciples, you know, stood tight. And then Jesus said to the 12, he said, well, you know, I just lost my big church here. I got 12 now. Do you guys want to leave too? See, she, Jesus wasn't bothered by the numbers, by either the amount or, 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 or the, the littleness of the numbers or the big numbers. He knew who he was. And when you know who you are, it doesn't matter how much money's in your bank account. It doesn't matter how, how healthy you are or who you know or how many likes you have on Facebook. Amen. Am I talking to somebody today? In other words, we get this idea that if we have all these likes and we have all these so-called friends. So-called friends. Hey, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So praise God. So, so let's look at something here. And let's try to apply being, you know, a child of God, being, uh, you know, a new creation in Christ, being uh, an ambassador of God, a representative of God. Let's try to apply that. Look, let's look at 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, verse 15 uh, through 18. And in 1 Thessalonians, it says it's this way. It says, um, see that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good both for yourselves and for all. So I titled this, this is some things that we need to walk in. In other words, we need to walk in love. We need to learn to, you have to learn to walk in love. And, uh, you know, the, the, the key scripture that, that holds the law together or that fulfills the entire law, 
you know, the, the key commands, let me put it this way, is love God with all your heart, soul, mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. As you do those things, you fulfill the law. In other words, we need to love God and love our neighbors. Amen. We need to love God and love people. Amen. Even people that are unlovely. Amen. We need to see past people's weaknesses and love them for the creation that God created them to be. And so, listen, God has looked past your weaknesses to get you to this point. Aren't you thanking God for that? And God is still looking past some of your weaknesses. Hello. You could say problems. You could say issues. You could say, you could say a number of things. And so here, he says here, render, no, uh, it says, see that no one renders evil for evil to anyone... But always pursue what is good both for yourself and for all. And then um, it, it says in, in the next verse, in verse 16, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16, it says, uh, it says, rejoice always. Rejoice always. And, you know, listen, if we're following some of these things then, uh, that I'm teaching you today, then you should never have a down day in your life. You should never have a blue Monday. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? You should not, as a Christian, you should not be depressed. Amen. As a Christian, you know, you, 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 need, you need to be the most joyful, peaceful creature on planet Earth. Hello. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Pastor, I'm trying, Pastor. I'm just, you don't know what I'm going through, Pastor. Listen, it doesn't matter what you're going through. God is with you. Amen. It doesn't matter if all hell is breaking uh, loose against you. If the, if, if the devil's throwing everything at you and the kitchen sink. It doesn't matter because God is with you. Amen. And if God's with you, you're the majority. Yes. You know, I was listening to one minister this week and I never heard this thought before, but it was, it was thought provoking. And um, he was talking about the devil and how sometimes we have more faith in the devil to hinder us than faith in God to get us through. Have you ever, sometimes you think, man, the devil's on me this week, man. The devil never misses it. You know, the devil does miss it every once in a while. What, pastor? God never misses it, but the, but the, the devil is finite. What do I mean by that? That means that, that, he, that he's not infinite, that he's not all-powerful. The devil can miss it. And, th and just, just think about this for a second. Because a lot of times we get so focused on the enemy attacking us, we're more focused on that than God standing with us. And, but think about this, that the devil doesn't procreate. He doesn't have babies. Isn't that right? But think about this, that, that the earth right now is 7 billion people. Do you think that, you know, that the devil could be running ragged in his forces? <laughs> In other words, do you think that it's that many demons out there that's, that can handle all these people? I don't know about that. In other words, I don't think the devil is that big and bad and he has all these forces and he has one devil for every person out there. I don't know about that. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying today? No, I think there's one devil that's trying to handle 20 people. And most of the time, we're, we're the one that... And most of the time, the devil doesn't even have to work against you because you're working against yourself. 
Oh, you hear what I'm saying? Oh, we don't want to work. Hey, that person, man, they, they look in the mirror. They say how ugly they are. They say how they're not going to make it. They, 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 they're saying that God doesn't hear their prayers. We don't even have to mess with that one. Because they're already, they're already deceived themselves. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So what I'm trying to say to you this morning is that, that, yes, the devil might have your number, but, you know, he has a lot of people's numbers. And it may not be just one that's attacking you, reason why you're staying down. It might be you might just need to start moving forward, bust the move, start speaking some words, start believing God, start changing some things that you're doing. Amen. And so here, he, it says here um, that uh, in Thessalonians 6, it says, it says uh, rejoice always. What does that mean, rejoice? You know, this, this week I woke up and, uh, you know, and uh, normally there's a psalm that says, you know, enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praises. I'm going to talk about that. But, but this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. That came to me. And you know what? That's something that we should be doing every day. Amen. This is the day the Lord has made. You're not six feet under. Glory to God. Amen. You're still here. There's still hope. Things can still change. Yes. Yes, Lord. Things are changing. You, Don't get in this quadmire that you're stuck. You're never stuck in God. Amen. No, the devil's stuck. Yes. The devil is going, you know, his future's bright in a fiery pit. Amen. But we're not stuck. Amen. And so we need to rejoice always. Why? Because God's with us. Because Jesus already paid the, the price for us to have relationship with God. We're co-heirs with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. And so we need to rejoice in the fact that we're king's kids. Yes. That we're not under bondage. But we're, we're not under, you're, you're not under sin. You're under grace. You're not under the law. And where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. But pastor, I'm struggling with a sin in my life. Grace is bigger. Amen. Grace is bigger than your Hallelujah. sin. God's grace is much bigger than your weakness. Amen. Can I get an amen there? Amen. You have to believe that though. Amen. amen. The blood of Jesus is more powerful than that weakness, than that sin, than, than that sickness. The blood is more powerful. Amen. We have to believe that. We have to renew our minds. Amen. So we, we need to rejoice. And then in verse 17, it says, pray without ceasing. And you may say, what does that mean? That means we should always be in, in, in communication with the Lord. We should always be talking to the Lord. Lord, you're good. You're merciful. You're loving. You're kind. Always be, be, be speaking the promises back to the Lord. That's a form of prayer. Amen. You know, uh, you know. That's a form of prayer, glory to God. It's talk, Lord, thank you for this day. This is such a beautiful day. Amen. We need, we need to pray without ceasing. And then, then in verse 18, it says, In everything, give thanks, for this is, God, here we go, the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I'm talking about God's will. This is God's will. So, so we're talking about discovering the joy of, of God's will. And so as we're talking about this, it says here, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God. And you may say, Pastor, I'm going through so much turmoil in my life and I, went, I just had a car accident last week. You, you're, you expect me to thank God for the car? No, I'm not. It doesn't say, uh, uh, it doesn't say, 
It doesn't say give thanks for all those things that happen. It says in those things. It's not, you don't give thanks for injustice, for people treating you wrong, for people doing wrong things against you. You don't give thanks for that. Oh God, thank you for this, you know, for this person treating me wrong. No, but you can give thanks in that situation. Tune in next week for the completion of this message. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at Regal Stadium 12 Movie Theater located at 104 Constitution Drive, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10 o'clock a.m. Nursery and Children's Church provided. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit us at www.exceedlifechurch.org.